It's time for the Picture House Podcast with your hosts, Sam and Simon. Please ensure that your mobile phone is switched off, refrain from smoking, and keep conversation to a minimum. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show! Yorgos, thank you very much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, we're at London Film Festival today, uh, and you had the premiere of Killing of a Sacred Deer last night. Um, it's been playing at quite a few film festivals over the course of the year. What's what's it been like um, since Cannes, I guess, in May? Um, to be honest, I haven't been following the the journey. It's uh, you know, it's one of these times that I I got engaged with a with a with another project that I had to make. So um, after Cannes. Uh, the film has been traveling a little bit <laughs> right. on its own. I kind of uh, have, uh, abandoned it a little bit. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, whenever we can, actors um, escort the film mm-hmm. and whoever can from our crew. Uh, and um, so it, it was um, kind of a return to me, uh, for me, uh, showing it here in, in, in London. And... Uh, uh, it was always. It was also kind of. I was kind of nervous yesterday because uh, London has been my hometown the last six years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there were quite a few friends of mine that sh- saw the film the film for for the first time, and a couple of actors that I just worked with, and um, it was a special kind of uh, screening. So it was. Uh, yeah, it was exciting. Cool, a homecoming of sorts. <laughs> yes, some kind. Yeah. <laughs> The um, this uh, it feels like only. I mean, it, it was a couple of years ago now, but it feels like the lobster only came out very recently. Did you go straight from the lobster into Sacred Deer, or like what was your sort of workflow like? Yeah, we kind of did. I mean, what 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 I usually do is I work with the Themis Filippo that we've written most of my films mm-hmm. uh, together, and uh, the usual uh, process is that when when I finish filming something, then we sit down during the editing of that film and start thinking what it is that we want to do next and start writing. Uh, so we have something almost ready to start uh, preparing when I've finished the, the, the editing of the previous one. Um, so it, it was the same for this one. I mean, we... we uh, during the editing of The Lobster, we had the initial idea for, for The Killing of a Secret Deer, and then we, we started writing uh, for a number of months. And then when after The Lobster was released, uh, we it was relatively quick uh, to put it together, mm. especially The Lobster being relatively successful in, in, in many territories. Uh, it was the first time that we actually were able to put together a film uh, quite fast. Um, so yeah, it was. That's fantastic. I mean, in the UK, the lobster was huge, and people were talking about it, and and, and that, that was so great to see. And I'm sure people are very excited uh, to see this new one. Of course, you share uh, Colin Farrell between both films. I do. Um, if you're when you're writing and and uh, during the edit, do you think about actors you've worked with recently and maybe what roles they could do in in the next project? Um, n- uh, no, the, the truth is that I I try to focus um, only on the writing when we when we're writing the screenplay. I I just want to feel confident about mm. about the screenplay before I start thinking any other element of it, like who's going to be in it, uh, where is it going to be set, uh, what it's going to look like or sound like. Mm. So I I like to f- you know to be done with the process of of writing it and then. I enter the mindset of 
figuring out um you know what it's how is it going to be uh, realized um but you know as soon as we as soon as we finished writing it you know uh i i obviously did think of colin Uh, because we had such a great experience on the lobster, and I thought that this would be interesting for him because it was it's quite a different role and mm. quite more complex, and uh, it was a good opportunity for us to you know build on the relationship that we had and uh, explore other things and go further. And uh, you know it's always great to have to work with someone that you know you get along and you know that you can trust and uh, you can count on. I think uh, as, as an audience member, it's so nice to see Colin back because you get something out of him, which as an audience, we don't get to see so often. Um, so it, it feels like Colin's really comfortable and, and is doing something different. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not sure if he's comfortable, <laughs> but he's, he's comfortable into <coughs> being uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, and um, so, yeah. <laughs> he can convey his game to be part <laughs> of it <laughs> absolutely i think that's half the battle isn't it sort of winning that that sort of trust yeah. and building that relationship the uh colin he just gets so much across in moments of silence and like just with the look on his face he's got such expressive eyes <laughs> the um you've got such a fantastic cast in this film like uh, what was that process like did you how did you how did you assemble um all of your players Yeah, well, Nicole Kidman, we, we were discussing for quite some time to do something together. She, I was fortunate enough uh, that she knew of my work mm. and she reached out at some point. So we met a while ago and we, we liked each other and wanted to, we decided that we wanted to work on something together. So, um, you know, as soon as this came along, uh, it was a very fast and straightforward process as soon as he read the scripts he went mm. like i want to do it i said yes of course <laughs> let's let's do it i mean i can't see any reason why not mm. <laughs> um so um that was very straightforward and uh you know because nicole really is you know very consciously you know seeks out to work with filmmakers that she appreciates you know she knows what why she's there she wants she commits herself to every project and She made it, you know, as easy as you know, working with Colin that I, ha I have worked with before. Um, and then, you know, the, the the younger kids, Barry, who plays Martin, mm. and for the other uh, two uh, uh, siblings, um, uh, Rafi, who plays Kim, and uh, Sunny, who plays Bob. I, I I I saw hundreds of kids around the world from every anglophone country mm. <laughs> from Australia to US to Ireland um and Canada <laughs> mm -hmm. um so I just uh, you know I saw so many people and it 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 came down to mostly an instinct instinctive decision of who's best uh for the part and I mean that's always how I approach it anyway um, so um, yeah Barry was just so special when I first saw him and then we did a couple of uh, auditions and it was obvious that you know he was the one that could convey the complexity that I was after for this part because it was easy to fall into the trap of making uh martin uh, uh you know a, a, a one dimensional evil mm. teenager um kind of a cliche character 
So I I was in desperate need of finding someone that could be much more than that at any given moment in the film, and I think Barry, you know, is he's brilliant in in achieving that. And then uh, Rafi and, and and Sonny, they were again two amazing kids with uh, exceptional abilities and in tune with their physicality and you know they could do anything i asked of them uh, with ease um, uh, very much in control d- despite their young age mm. uh, so it was obvious you know that they were uh, the the best to complete this cast i think um they've got a quite complex roles in the film so it must be quite uh, like a big job, sort of like talking about the role with them and, and working through what they'll need to do. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the complexity comes more by the addition of its separate scene. So you, I don't think you ever have to go into um, explaining too much to um, either adult or uh, younger actors. I mean, what I try to do is... Just uh, deal with every scene individually, mm. very practically. You know, this is where we are. This is what we have to do. You know, I, I also, I, I'm not, I'm not a great fan of trying to achieve realism mm-hmm. uh, on set or creating an atmosphere which is similar to what you're trying to achieve in the final result. I think the whole thing is a construction, and we work uh, with that. Uh, so, although you know, it does seem complex in the end. Uh, you know. Taking one thing at a time, it's uh, you know it's a relatively relatively straightforward thing to do. Um, you know, you crawl from here <laughs> to there, and that's it. That's it. You know, spend half an hour, move on to the next one. It doesn't. You know, you don't have to go in. Oh, you're crawling because this and that, and that's my approach at least. No, 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 that makes sense. And uh, you've just reminded me of those crawling scenes, which were so intense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was really uh, struck by Barry, just how he can sort of command a scene and command the room um, with very established and very experienced actors. Um, I, I, that was so remarkable and, and really like stood out uh, to me. What was he? Do you, do you think you might work with him again in, in future? Was he? You know, do you have a sort of a see him maybe like Colin and he might come back? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to with, with all of them. To be honest, mm. uh, we had a great experience, and uh, you know, uh, as I said before, I never think about it before uh, having you know something to mm. to imagine them in. But uh, yeah, of course, as soon as there is something and I, it makes sense that all of them or one of them or whoever makes sense to be part of it I'd, I'd love to work with all of them again a family reunion yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the film looks incredible and uh, like partially due to cinematography but you've the locations you shoot in are like, remarkable where was the film shot and, and how did you find these places well the film was shot in ohio in in, in cincinnati in particular um uh, the most important thing for me for the locations was that uh, we found a hospital to to film in uh, that felt very new and state of the art and quite impressive mm. um, because I it was very important uh, important part of the story that you understood you got the sense that uh, the kids when they got sick they were in they had the the best care possible and you had they they had all the means to figure out what was wrong with them but th- in the end that they couldn't mm. i didn't want to anyone to have the impression that oh maybe you know this is not the best hospital and they don't have 
everything that they need, so maybe they don't know what they're doing, and that's why we can't figure out what's wrong with them. And the second reason is that, again, uh, a state-of-the-art, huge uh, hospital uh, supports the fact that uh, Colin's character, Stephen, is a very successful uh, heart surgeon. So I wanted the film to start from that given point, that he's a very successful uh, wealthy, well-to-do um, doctor, and his family um, seems like a you know perfect family, and mm. you know all the rest. So that was an important aspect of the locations, and then the rest of it, I just wanted to feel like some anywhere in America, like a midwestern American city, which it is. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, and yeah, and we started building it from there. Uh, well, thank you so much uh, for talking to us today, Yorgos. Uh, I love the film. Um, I think when I saw it, it was about 8 o'clock in the morning, and it, it really <laughs> left an impact. <laughs> thank you so much. I uh, can't wait to play it in our cinemas. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Mm -hmm. And how picture houses is everything you could need. Friendly ushers and organic snacks, it's a very fine place indeed. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Barry. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. Yep. I uh, I saw this film for the first time in Cannes. Yeah. Uh, way back in May. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, there was a, like, everybody was so excited to see this because I think the lobster really connected with yeah, uh, yeah. With, with audiences, um, and uh, the atmosphere in the screening room before the film started was electric. And then I mm. mean the film just is Opens so tense. On a heart <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't know if that lad really survived. And I asked that question yesterday, and I don't think no one knows. Like that was a real surgery. Mm. I want to know if that lad, like, how that surgery went. Oh, wow. Um, I, but, like, hopefully, touch wood, he's okay. But, uh, yeah, it's an opening scene. That's one of, w a hell of an opening scene, like, you know, a, a real surgery. And I think everyone put their popcorn down for that then, you know what I mean? That's when Absolutely. they see that, yeah. Makes you sit up and pay attention. <laughs> it does. And Yorgos, you see Yorgos sits in for the first five minutes, and he sits in for that. Like, he's he's definitely something. He's a weirdo, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> can you uh, can you remember what it was like in, in Cannes when you were sort of, you know taking this film out to, yeah. to the public for the very first time? Cannes is a classy place, and I hope I go back there. I really do. It's uh, you know the anticipation for this movie was huge, um, and it, it still is, and it's it's grown, and the buzz is getting bigger, and so. But I mean, Cannes was just so nice. Like Jake Gyllenhaal was sitting in front of me. Charlize Theron was over there somewhere. Uh, Justin Curzel was there. I, there was a ton of people there that I'm big fans of. Benicio del Toro, a ton of people. Oh, wow. Um, so, I mean, to have them see see a film I'm in, um, I, I felt quite lucky. That's amazing. And do, do you stay and watch the film when they have the, the, the premiere? I did. I've seen it once in Cannes, and that's it. It's an experience. It's like Dunkirk, you know. Mm. you got to see it in IMAX. It's an experience. I think we uh, can love a sacred there. It's an experience. I felt like I feel like it's an experiment, mm. you know, and 
that's why I've watched it once. You know, it toys with you a little, it plays around with your head a little. So, when you uh, when you're watching yourself, do you think about what do you think about? Do you think do you can you let go and just think about the movie? Or are you thinking about what you were doing that day on set? Always checking yourself. Always criticizing yourself. Always every actor will tell you that. But I mean, for this, yeah, and Dunkirk was a different experience. Mm. I was able to engage with the story a lot more and, and stuff. Were you, uh, did you have a moment to appreciate Colin Farrell's amazing hair, uh, facial hair? I did, <laughs> I did, you know, and I got to see his arc as well, like, you know, the character arc and how, how he dealt with that stress and same with Nicole, because like, I didn't see that on set. Mm. But you see this, you know, you see wh how, how I'm terrorising them and you see how they deal with it, you know, um, so I really respected that and, you know. I really loved how it feels like it's such a tight-knit unit in the film. Like, yeah. you know, they're not, <laughs> they don't all necessarily get on with each other, but, like, they are linked, and it's, the chemistry is, is incredible. Yeah. Like, what was it like, you know, meeting Colin, meeting Nicole, meeting your fellow co-stars for the first time, and how did you, like, rehearse? Was it a table read? Like, what was that like? Yeah, it was a table read, a very, n a very long one. Um, <laughs> Colin asked me, he, as soon as he seen me, he was like, come here, you give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> He's, yeah, it was good. It went very well. Um, but it was a, a family environment on set, for one. It was definitely a, a nice, a nice set. And uh, I guess a step before that, what was what went through your head when you you first read the screenplay and you were reading about this character, this Martin, uh, and and seeing you know what he gets up to in this film? Yeah, I was like, this is weird. But you kind of know what you're in for when you're going to a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. I mean. You take on that language and that rhythm of of speech, and you know what you're getting involved in. Like, but I loved it. The dialogue was great, and it's, it was great for a, a young actor like myself to to play around with that dialogue. And mm. it's a dream, you know. Yes, uh, his writing is is so good, and he gets very unique performances from the actors. I think yeah. like it's it's a room for you to do something which maybe you don't normally get to do. I mean, there is, but. You don't want to do anything. I mean, <laughs> you want to just stick to this because it's just gorgeous. It's just the way it is is perfect, you know. So there's n there's not a lot of places where you're like, I think I should try this or I should try that, um, you know. So I I didn't try a whole lot of things. Like I just left it to the script. And uh, what's what's how did Yorgos talk to you about the character? Did you there was like none. Just, just what's on the page. And I that's mean, it. what's on the page, <laughs> and you know, take it from that. You know, Yorgos doesn't work with whole character stories and, and what's your motive and everything. Usually, the way I'd work is I'd get into character and I'd stay in character and stuff, but he doesn't do that. All right. Mm. So you got to decompress. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got to go home and watch NFL every <laughs> night and <laughs> eat pizza, which was nice. That sounds like the best way to work, really, actually. It is. Know, like, let yourself have a bit of time for you and yeah. like, leave it at the it was, the it, it was It was a refreshing way to work, you know. Um, it wasn't your typical movie. I mean, everyone was so professional, though, and so nice and wherever. We all showed up and done our thing, but... It wasn't your typical go through the emotions and be wrecked by the end of the day. I've uh, have you had a chance to show it to your your friends and your family and your mates? And no one yet. My girlfriend seen it last night and after she seen it, she I just got one text and I was what the fuck, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> that was probably the best response to that movie. Um, but we need films like that, otherwise yeah, everything you know, just becomes the same. The, they're the films <laughs> I want to be part of, like you know, not a happy ending, like or not. 
not only not a happy ending, but like not a show and tell. Mm. But one that you have to work for, that you have to, you know, leaves you all different sorts of feelings, you know? Is that something you think you'll look for in future, like when you're going through scripts? Yeah, so I want to work with experimental things and filmmakers who are up for doing something different, you know. Um, the Florida project I heard is very nice. Um, Sean Baker, mm. you know, he's one I'd like to work with, and Barry Jenkins and and stuff like that. They, 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 these are filmmakers I'd, I'd, I I want to reach out to. Absolutely. I mean, um, Florida Project's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I can't did a day. I did a double that. bill with this. Did you? And Florida Project, and it Man. was like the best cinema day. Really? Very different films. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. But both like five star experiences. Yeah, Completely yeah. unique voices. Yeah. And like. So beautifully made. Nice, um, man. Yeah, you need to you need to check that one out. Yeah. Do you get a chance when you're doing things like this and you know to see, go to Not the cinema, really. see movies? No. If I get an invite, like I'd gladly take it to like you know, I've, I've seen Good Time as well. The, oh, the yeah, Safety cool. Brothers are. I'm big fans of them. I mean, that was incredible. I think they got the best performance ever out of Robert Patterson, who who as well, who I I really admire. Like his, mm. his choices lately are just you know he's working with really good filmmakers. But those lads, like, you know, they were, they're incredible. So I got to see it. They invited me to see that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd love to go and watch all these films. And I'm always up for watching these these new films at festivals because it's a chance to share that experience with everyone else. But uh, I'm just I'm just wrecked. <laughs> I really am. I'm wrecked. Between jobs, do you go? Do you have a local cinema you go to? Like, are you um, a big fan of seeing films on the big screen? Yeah, always, always. I try not watch anything on on laptops. I don't have a laptop anymore, actually. So <laughs> I have an iPhone, but I don't even watch anything on that. Um, but always, if I get a private link, I'll watch. I'll hook it up to the big screen. You nice. know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll. It's not nice. I wouldn't like anyone to watch my movies on a laptop or a phone. It's crazy, isn't it? Sometimes I, uh, like when you go on a plane or whatever and you see that tiny screen. <laughs> you like know, I, saw, um, I, d I just don't want people watching Dunkirk on the plane. Well, it just thing, doesn't yeah. seem <laughs> right, you know? Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I uh, I got to see Dunkirk on the big IMAX in Waterloo. Like the, oh, uh, nice. The, the way it should be seen. You yeah. Know, that crazy big screen. And that was an experience that shook me in a very different way to Sacred Deer. Yeah, like yeah. Just on the visceral kind yeah, of physical yeah. level. <laughs> yeah, big, big time, man. You know, planes and boats and... And trains, <laughs> With planes, that one. boats, and trains. <laughs> that's planes, the, that's the trains, <laughs> and boats. <laughs> that's the title, right? That's the yeah, new title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that one, because I guess everybody was sort of doing their own little bit. Yeah. Did you have any idea of how it would be when when it all came together? I knew I was in for a, a masterpiece as well. And I, when I was filming that, I actually knew that it was going to be huge. Chris Nolan does not fail. <laughs> you know, Chris is a master, and he's so in love with film and he fights for film and you know to be around a, a, a man like that who who I, when I'd ask about film he'd sit there and ask he'd talk to me for day if he could days about film and you know and same with Yorgos like I'd love those kind of people who wanted they want to educate me you know what I mean mm. um, so yeah I, I knew I was in for a, a, a classic making that and you uh like I guess you you're primarily working with just a handful of actors, so it must yeah. be weird when you go to the premiere and you see you know there's Tom Hardy and there's all these yeah, other guys. Yeah. Like, I guess you didn't really work with them at all on that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I met Tom you had for Mark the first time <laughs> at the Dunkirk premiere. I met him first time, and I was actually starstruck. 
And I, I said to my girlfriend, go off and ask him, can we get a picture? <laughs> and she was like, you ask him. I was like, no, you ask him. And I went over and we talked and I really got on with him. And I, I hope to work with him. You know, him and DiCaprio are, are two of my favorites, you know. So I hope to work with them too. Probably on the one project, it'd be nice. With Yorgos and Anthem directing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Um, <laughs> but uh, no, hopefully, yeah, to, to work with them too. I think um, well, both Yorgos and and Chris Nolan have this sort of like company of rep actors they yeah. go back to and go they back do, to. They so, do, yeah. You know, so I hopefully Chris comes back to me and Yorgos comes back to me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I saw you you've worked with Bart Layton recently. Yeah, we uh, we released his first film, The Imposter. Man, and that's he incredible. lives down in South London near yeah. me. So I see Bart him was there last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. He loved it, man. Bart, I'm a big fan of, and always uh, I have been like you know, and he's a uh, he's a ledge. Yeah. As Bart and call me a ledge. <laughs> he call he, he calls me a legend. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to, for people to see American Animals. Mm. Yeah, it's been too long since his last film. Yeah. I think we released The Imposter in like 2010, 2011 or something. 2010, 2011. Yeah. And uh, and I've just because like as a film distributor, you're like, oh, you know, what's this filmmaker doing? What's this filmmaker yeah, doing? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like you Yorgos, he got on it and he made a new film quick. Yeah. Away, but well, <laughs> let me tell you, it's worth the wait, American Animals. It really is worth the wait. It's going to be incredible. Well, thanks so much for talking to us today. Yeah. Sacred Deer is like a truly special film. Thanks and a lot, uh, I can't wait for people to see it on the big screen yeah. with, you know, room full of strangers and see that open heart surgery. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus. Put your popcorn down, huh? <laughs> cool, thanks, man. Thanks, bro. <laughs> You have been listening to the Picture House podcast, a Picture House's production brought to you by Picture House Cinemas. We would like to thank everyone who works at Picture House Cinemas and everyone who has ever attended a screening of a film at a Picture House Cinema. Thanks for listening and see you next week.